when two people before they get married say, oh, I don't really see their red flags. There's nothing wrong with them. I have like blaring alarms going That's off like whenever I hear it's that. It's like nuclear. <laughs> I'm like, this person is not perfect. So either you're in deep infatuation or you really don't know them. And JJ. And this is officially season 11. Whoa. How did you guys like that new intro? <laughs> I'm loving it. Guess who found that? Ba -da -ba -ba -ba, I'm loving it. That's not the new intro. <laughs> That's Mc, that's McDonald's. Well, I'm thinking about those McGriddles you just made at home the other night, babe. Guys, I'm not one to self-promote, but... You found an awesome way to make McGriddles at home. Those things were so good. 12 out of 10. I don't know. <laughs> Every once in a while, you make a dish. And what's funny is I had the lowest expectations for this. Yeah, you did. But every once in a while, you make a dish and it just blows you away. And you're like, am I a Michelin star chef now? <laughs> That's like the Spider-Man meme where you're looking at like your hands and stuff. You're like, whoa, <laughs> what happened? Well, you know what? I think I, I tried to recreate something similar the next night. You yeah. know what I think it was? What? Well, number one, uh, a McGriddle, why it's so good is the pancake bun, uh -huh. the biscuit has maple syrup baked into it. <gasps> yes. So people forget about that. That's That gives it the sweetness. And number two... When I make my eggs, mm. I use that almond creamer, which has a little bit of sugar in it. Ah, uh, that's why. Okay, so that was a little intermission before the real season 11, <laughs> a little precursor. So this is season 11, you guys. We're so stoked. We are actually doing a theme for this entire season. Uh, last season, season 10, we talked about sex for singles. This season, we're taking a little bit of a turn, and we are talking about red flags. Dun, dun, dun. 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 Today, we're going to lay the basis for what is a red flag versus a deal breaker. I think we get this wrong a lot. And so we're going to break it down today in all the nitty gritty detail. And then for the rest of the season, we're going to be covering some of the top red flags in dating. And we're going to talk about, is this really a red flag? Is this something that should maybe be a deal breaker? Or is this something that maybe isn't that concerning? Yeah, maybe it's an orange flag. Maybe it could be an orange flag. Maybe it's a beige flag. Maybe it's a beige flag. <laughs> so we're going to talk about like love bombing. We're going to talk about lack of growth. We're going to talk about addiction. We're going to talk about a lot of things this season. Yeah. All those hot button red flags that you see on Love is Blind that you see in your church community group. We're going to talk about all of them. I think it's going to be super fun because we kind of give a breakdown and then we kind of give a verdict for us. Is this a red flag? Mm. Or is this a deal breaker? Right, exactly. Or is this something that maybe could become an orange flag? We'll talk about that today. So before we dive in, I also want you guys to know we're changing up like the style of our episodes a little bit. So every episode this season, we're going to do a question from our Patreon family right at the beginning of every episode. So if you didn't know, we actually just launched Patreon last week, you guys, and it has been an awesome first week, hasn't it, babe? Yeah, it's been awesome. And we're just so grateful 
grateful to move mm-hmm. forward. This is going to allow us to do so many things. But more importantly, we get to take your questions, play them live for everyone to hear and answer them for you all. Which is going to be awesome. And we're doing that only for patrons at the second tier. Um, but if you do join, join Patreon, you can join for as low as $5 a month. At $5 a month, you get a bonus podcast episode once a month. $10, you get that, plus you get to ask us a question that might be featured, plus you get to submit topics to be covered. And for $25 a month, you can get all of that, plus a hangout with us every single month virtually. And you get discounts to all of our programs and events like HODC coming up and School of Dating. And then we have another few tiers that are just fun. So if you guys have been around and want to support this podcast and what we do, uh, we'd love for you to consider joining Patreon with us. Because as we shared last week on our behind the scenes episode, it is expensive to run a podcast. And we aren't mad about it because it is our like true joy and like passion. However, (laughs) it just costs a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. We're just saying we need help. (laughs) Long story short, we need some help. And we want to do more. Like our dreams are to do more. So our goal is to get to 300 patrons by the end of this quarter. I don't know if it's going to happen by the end of September, but we would love to have you guys support us. So you can go to actually patreon.com slash heart of dating. You can find out all the information. It's super easy. You can unsubscribe anytime if you need to. Okay. One more thing I want to tell you guys, we are doing more and more free resources. We just have created guides that really can help you on your journey of singleness and dating. And we created a brand new guide that just launched this last week. And it's called how to pray as a single. If you want that, it's a it's a freebie full of tons of different prayers. And all you have to do is go to heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash prayers with an S. And you can download that freebie again for free. And you'll have all sorts of different prayers, prayers for the lonely single prayer for the single who feels like they're the only single one left prayers after a breakup prayer for your future husband, all sorts of prayers. Okay, babe, shall we go to our fun special segment? Let's go. Okay, so first of all, we're going to do a question, but we're also going to start this episode actually with an amazing testimonial from Brooke in our Heart of Dating community. Let's hear what Brooke has to say. Hi, Kate and JJ. My name's Brooke. I'm from upstate New York. I just wanted to share with you, um, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple years now, and In one of the episodes, you challenged your listeners to read How to Get a Date Worth Keeping by Dr. Henry Cloud. Highly recommend. Um, But in one of the chapters, he tells you just to put yourself out there in any way you can, including downloading a dating app. So after I thought I would never download a dating app, I downloaded a dating app. And I actually met a guy that was super promising on the the, the app. And I went on a couple of dates with him and I spooked myself because there wasn't the intensity of a spark that I thought that there should have been. It just was very comfortable and very promising, but wasn't sparky. <laughs> so I stopped talking to him. And then a couple weeks later, I went to the heart of dating conference in 2022 was super challenged by the things that you had talked about at the conference and sharing your story about JJ. So I went home and reached out to this guy 
asked him if he would go out on another date with me and that I hadn't given it a fair shot. He said yes. And now, two weeks ago, we just got married. Oh, my goodness. I love that testimonial from Brooke of, you know, really reconsidering dating the unexpected and getting back out there, like reaching back out because she was eliminating this guy. Isn't that such a cool story? It's amazing. Yeah. It's so awesome. And listen, success doesn't always look like you're going to get married to that guy that you open yourself out to. But success doesn't have to just look like that. Yeah. I think but it's like a she total win. herself, which yeah. is so cool. I think it just goes to show, one, you never know. Mm-hmm. And two, like, we're just so specific. Yeah. We have to open ourselves up. Yeah, totally. Well, you guys always ask us, what is our number one dating app? And we actually found a brand new dating app that we want to tell you about. We're going to tell you about it more later on in the episode today, but it's called Salt. And it's a Christian dating app that actually started in the UK. It's now expanded into America. And if you guys want to check it out, they've actually given us a code for you guys to get three months of free premium with Salt. All you have to do is search the app or Play Store for Salt Christian Dating, download it, and then you can use the code HOD for three months of free premium with Salt. We're going to tell you a little bit more about Salt later today, but just wanted to let you know right now. Okay, now we have our exclusive question, which week over week, this is going to be from somebody from our Patreon community. So we can't wait to answer those questions, but this one this week is from Bethany. Hi. Um, so question, if you're interested in someone, but you don't know if they are a Christian, um, just from like their social media presence or from maybe meeting them briefly or just seeing them in public or having mutual friends or whatever, um, do you think it's important to find out before the first date if they're a Christian, um, like so as not to waste their time if you're not, um, obviously planning to continue on a second date with someone who's not a Christian? Um, Or is that something that you could kind of leave it um, and discuss it on the first date? And then if they um, share about their um, their faith and they're not a Christian or they they have another religion or whatever, um, then just not continue on to the second date? Or do you think that's something that should be discussed before or determined before the first date? Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much. So funny enough, I honestly think there's two answers you'll find Mm. in the Christian dating world about this. Well, there's really only two answers, right? Well, yeah, but this is an age old question. Yeah. And I fall into the camp, honestly, of if I can do a little bit of homework to confirm on whether or not they are Christian, Mm. I'm going to go ahead and do that because... You know, especially as a guy, I don't know if I want to waste my time, money, resources, That's planning true. to go out on a date and find out, you, you know, they're Buddhists or they're atheists yeah. and then spend, you know, an hour, two hours of time with them. And then, you know, all for me to just say, okay, well, it was really nice to meet you. You seem really kind. I have to be honest, I only date Christians and that's what I'm looking for specifically. I wish you the best. Right. I agree with you, but I also think, you know, because I go to the perspective of even when you meet someone that's a Christian, you don't really know what level of Christian they really are. So even if 
they are quote unquote Christian, like you still don't really know. And so, and you won't really know that through time. So I kind of take the perspective of say potentially, yes, you're not making out with this person. You're not going on a six hour date. It's 90 minutes. Maybe for me as a woman where I'm potentially not paying is a potentially a little bit easier to say, okay, I'll do that. Why not? Because I'm not investing in it financially. I'm investing in it with time. However, I do also think like if you go on a date with somebody, they end up not being a Christian. I still think like this is a great opportunity, babe, like we talk about to leave someone better than you found them and show them the love of Christ. Like this is a way you make disciples of nations without like just sizing them up for marriage. Like you can then just chop it off into your brain into like, okay, this is just a friend interaction, but like I'm, they're clearly not a Christian. I'm not going to date them, but how can I show them the love of Jesus right now? Like, is there any ways that I can really be Jesus to them in this situation? Totally, totally. And I think it is a little different based on gender mm-hmm. and the amount of effort and pursuit and uh, at how it costs. Uh, but to your point, if you do find yourself on a date with a non-Christian, for us, someone who's not committed to growing, knowing and submitted to Christ, like that's a deal breaker. On right. the front end. Right. We're going to talk about that today. Right. So speaking of deal breakers versus red flags, let's talk about, let's start by talking about what is a red flag and then let's go into like examples and then let's explain that versus a deal breaker, shall yes, we? Yes, let's do it because people use them interchangeably now. They totally do. Okay. So get out your notebooks <laughs> if you are not driving right now, because I want you to write this down because I really think it's important, you guys. Um, here is how we are different at Heart of Dating. Do you want to explain? And start yeah, it off? well, you know, I, I saw a, a very popular pastor mm-hmm. and on Instagram, he was just ripping out a couple of reels and he had a series on red flags and dating. Yeah. And I think what kind of caught me off guard was he basically gave out these very simple one, two, three red flags. And he's like, if you see this, run away. Mm-hmm. Or if she's acting crazy, run away. And I just thought it was kind of dismissive to a degree. Yeah. You know, if on the front end, like, you know, they are an atheist and they are really like not a Christian and what you're looking for. I don't even know if run away is about the best term, but I would say, right, like this is very clearly off the table. But that is a deal breaker. Right. Not a red flag. Exactly. So the whole point where I was kind of caught off guard was like, you're very much describing a deal breaker. A red flag and at heart of dating, what we say is mm-hmm. a red flag is a sign of caution, right? It means you should pause to find out more information. Like take a stop, right? It's like red. So what you do, what do you do when you see a red light? You stop. <laughs> you say, hmm, okay. So you stop, you pause. And you, before you move forward with this person and you turn the light green, right. you want to find out more information exactly. about this red flag. There's a good example. What It's uh, a minefield, right? Mm-hmm. How would you describe that? Like if I was walking through a minefield with red flags or caution flags. You don't really know. Oh, like if I could see them. Yes. Oh, if I could see them, you would like avoid them at all cost. Yeah. It's like a stoplight or it's like the whole point is you're planting a red flag saying this could be a potentially big issue. I need to investigate more. 
Yes. Right? Yes, definitely. Now, it is not necessarily a deal breaker. What it is is a circumstance or a behavior that you don't really want in a long-term relationship. Now, I'm going to say something that might feel a little controversial, so just take a deep breath. But guess what? The reality is we all have red flags to some extent. Every person, me and JJ, every person listening to this. Why? Because we are imperfect people that need Christ, which means we are going to probably have some red flags in certain situations because we don't have perfect days every single day, right? I'm sure you don't want every person that you're dating to see you when you have a little bit of road rage on the highway because they'd be like, wow, that's a red flag. Look at how they just treated that person on the highway, right? If we're being real honest, okay, we all have some red flags to some extent, and that's a wake-up call. (laughs) Yeah, and I think... That's a hard pill to swallow yeah. for people who have a hard time admitting because of pride mm-hmm. that I don't have red flags. Well, I think we need to go to God's word and really evaluate who we really are as human beings. But more importantly, the reality is that when you marry someone and when we hear someone talk about the person they're going to marry and we say, do you see any potential issues, right? Are there any concerns? Mm-hmm. And they say, no, they're really awesome. <laughs> They're really perfect. I'm like, we're like, oh my goodness. So one of our favorite questions before someone is getting married, we say, hey, do you have a really good idea of what their red flags are? Meaning like, what are their, you know, what are their character flaws and tendencies if they were to say, I have this weakness and here it is. Exactly. So typically two things happen when it comes to red flags, especially in the Christian world, but I feel like this is just generally. First, many people eliminate others at the start when they see a red flag, kind of like that pastor you were referencing. It's like they see a red flag and they're like, nope, run, force run. I'm (laughs) just going to exit the situation at like the first sign of a red flag. Um, And then there's another kind of person. We're going to talk about both of these uh, in a bit. But the other kind of person, which I fall into, I did in the past, was some people ignore red flags entirely. You guys have all seen the memes of like a field of red flags. And they're like, I don't see anything here. And it's like, okay, you are literally, they're all in front of you. How do you not see this? And so we're going to talk about both of these scenarios in just a second. I heard... I heard the funniest quote the other day. What? Because <laughs> if you're wearing rose-colored glasses, every flag is the same color. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and so, yeah, if if you're walking in infatuation, you will rationalize everything. It's amazing as human mm-hmm. beings. Like, we can't even talk about red flags. If you're walking in such a fashion with your love interest that you will <laughs> you will blindly ignore every red flag like we got to have we have to have another conversation right right we're going to break it down in a second cuz you fall more into one category and I fall more into the other in dating yeah and the yeah. Found, but regardless of which one you fall into the foundation of the episode i would say is 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 the bible verse proverbs 27:12 which is a prudent man sees the trouble ahead and takes refuge but the simple pass on and suffer for it for me when it comes to dating this just emphasizes the the need to date with wisdom mm-hmm. you have to have the ability to look ahead and proactively say 
is there going to be trouble here or not? And if there is, meaning like these are big red flags and big deal breakers, I'm just not even going to go forward in this situation. And yet the simple with the rose colored glasses, not recognizing the color of the flags, find themselves in very, very dangerous, precarious, hard, painful situations. Totally. Okay. So we're going to break those down. But before we do, I want to do it, give you guys a caveat on red flags. Okay. This is my favorite thing about red flags, which is different than deal breakers. Okay. So a red flag can actually, if you find out more information, it can turn into an orange flag and then it can potentially turn into a green flag if the person is willing to work on that thing. So let's just talk really quick about how red flags can go from orange to green, right? Number one, ask questions. Literally ask questions. When you see the red flag, you're like, ooh, that's interesting. Um, that's, that's a little off. But instead of assuming, instead of filling in all the blanks, because you don't know the whole story, you want to get curious. You want to ask them some questions. And that does take courage, especially in the beginning of dating. You don't know them really well. You hear them say something that feels a little off. And you are like maybe still like struggling with people pleasing, struggling because you kind of want them to like you. But it's going to take some courage to ask them about something that just feels a little bit off to you. Uh, But it's much better to have that courage than assume that that red flag is all the things that you're starting to think in your brain right now. Uh, And because the reality is you're making up a story in your mind. When you, when you see a red flag, you're making up a story in your mind about what that red flag really looks like fully in their life. And so um, the beauty of getting curious is that it opens up a conversation for connection. The curiosity in asking them about this potential red flag you see actually really could bring you closer to that person because it opens up connection to have a vulnerable conversation. If you do it without criticizing them and coming down on them being like, hey, I saw you do this and I think that you're X, Y, Z. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> that is like recipe for defensiveness. I know. It, Listen, no conversation ever goes well if you come out and you say you are X, Y, Z. Right. Right. Like we all know that from both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. The best way to maybe phrase something like this would be like, hey, I actually experienced you as somewhat aggressive here when you didn't get your way. For me, that was a bit concerning. Um, Is there something here that I need to know more about or Mm -hmm. that you would maybe be open to talking about? Even that I feel would put me a little on edge. I feel like an even maybe better way to say it, babe. <laughs> I'm not, I'm down. Let me would know. Would be like, hey, so you know, I want to bring something up that kind of stood out to me, and um, I'm definitely. I know I could be creating a story in my mind about this, so I just want to start out and own that. Um, when you said this or when you did this, I ex- it it kind of put me off. It made me feel. Um, like there was some aggression, not towards me, but maybe towards the server, whoever the situation. Right. And, you know, I could totally be misreading this and maybe creating this story in my mind, but I did want to bring that up and just have an honest conversation about maybe what's really going on there. That is a better way. <laughs> That's I, a better way. I think 
really framing it as a story you're creating in your mind right. is great. If you're witnessing their behavior. Now, if they tell you, I smoke weed um, and you are like, mm, I don't really <laughs> love that. Then I have a story in my mind that you are crazy. smoking weed. Right. No, no I'm, I'm literally lighting up and smoking. That's not a story. That's, that's not a story. You just told me you smoke <laughs> weed. Right. So like, then you ask them, Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, so is that something that like you do a lot or like what, what's your take on smoking weed? Like, how did you get to the position where you thought that was maybe an okay thing? Right. And start asking curious questions without judgment, just to find out more, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, that might not work for you if they smoke weed sometimes and they're Christian, because that's not super common from what I experienced. However, um, Hey, find out more information before saying, nope. And you know, oh gosh, we're going to talk about this in another episode. So I can't go into it, but like drinking and things like people are like, if someone orders a drink on the first date, they're like, I'm gone. You're gone. And I'm like, why don't you find out more information? My goodness gracious. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I love about how you brought it up is it's an opportunity to talk about it. And the way that they respond tells a lot about them. Right. Right. Like whatever it is, aggression, a smoking issue, an obsession issue, an identity issue. The way they respond really does kind of reveal how much forethought have they put into this action or behavior. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, you know, is this something that they're open to changing? Right. So that's like step two is paying attention to the how they're responding to your questions. Because are they defensive? Do they not see whatever you're bringing up as a problem? Or do they already have awareness about that red flag you're bringing up? And are they potentially already working on that thing? Because yeah. there's a difference there. Or are they aware and just not wanting to work on it? Right, exactly. Which you won't know that through time, but sometimes people are like, hey, yeah, that is something. I'm glad you brought that up. Like, I'm not proud of that. I actually have been working on that. And see, whereas you could have just um, eliminated them from the red flag, if you like, if you have that conversation and they say, Hey, like, yes, that they're, they humble themselves and they admit to it. And they say, I, I've been, I am actually actively working on that. That could be maybe something you could work with. Yeah. But then you have to go to step three, which is you need to watch through time. If that thing actively changes, right? Like it, if they're saying, yeah, this is something I'm not really a big fan of um, and I'm working on it, then step three is, okay, they, they're saying that they recognize that they're working on it. Then you need to step three, watch through time if it actually changes. And, you know, the best way to do this is I love this exercise so much. Mm -hmm. If we had this conversation a month ago and we're revisiting it a month later or mm -hmm. two months later, like we've still consistently dated through that red flag and we've yeah. kind of held that tension. They might come to you and give you a whole essay on what's been going on or what's been different or what they've been learning. But my favorite exercise when it comes to evaluating someone is to hit the mute button on their words and evaluate the actions of their life right. in That's that good. time frame. Because Honestly, especially with more charismatic characters, people can spin some really nice stories mm -hmm. and they can give some really, really great excuses, yep. but your actions tell the real story. Yes. Your actions tell me where your priorities are. Your actions tell me where your heart is. Your actions tell me if this is actually important to change or not. Yeah. Your exactly. words, your words, anyone can say words. Yeah. 
But so your true. actions tell me everything I need to know. So good, babe. Another thing where if they say they want to change this thing that you're bringing up, you know, you have to keep in mind as well that some people have a performance button in them where they want to perform to please the other person or get them to like them and choose them. So something that you have to ask that yourself as well is, are they changing because they actually want to change or are they only changing to try to win you over? Yes. Because if they're just changing to try to win you over, it won't be long lasting or it could cause actually resentment through time. So you want to ask the question, you know, you may be bringing it up. Maybe it's the first time there it's being brought up. That's you still might be able to work with that. And it could be an orange flag through time. If like they're also convicted by Jesus and are like, I would work on this, whether you're in the picture or not. Right. So you have to ask yourself the question, would they change this thing? Even if I was not in their life, like, would this be something that they would actively work on? Or if I dropped out of the relationship tomorrow, would they stop working on this thing? Exactly. And you know what that is? It's having a strong why. Mm -hmm. And if you want to change your behavior, if you want to grow as a man or as a woman, your why has to be bigger than the person who you are romantically interested in. Yeah. Like your why has to be bigger than their desire and you wanting to please them and change and make the relationship work. Yeah. So good. So some red flags can turn to orange, can turn to green actually through time because we are all imperfect people with some level of red flags. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Now, my question for you is like, what are some major red flags that would be cause for concern? Okay. So again, don't write these people off right away. Find out more information because that's the point of a red flag. But I would say if they don't have godly friendships in their life, that is a red flag. I would definitely find out more information there and really get curious on why they, they're only friends with their childhood friend that isn't a Christian anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like just get curious. Um, Another one that is a big deal for me is if they have, if almost all their friends are the opposite gender and a lot of their friendships are flirty friendships. I mean, even just saying that I get a slightly, very minorly triggered because I have dated a lot of people that this was the case. And when I brought up like, Hey, it kind of makes me uncomfortable that like most of your friends are female and you like, I witness you and experience you having a flirty friendship with them. It's like defensive, 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 defensive. Yeah. And only for like a lot of these situations to turn out into ending in emotional cheating. And so, um, I would say that's a red flag for sure. We're going to do an entire episode on that one. Yep. I think we it's are. so good. Another one that is very personal to you mm -hmm. is on therapy. Yeah. If they judge people who go to therapy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I would not be sitting here today in front of you. And that means you've not really done a lot of work. So that would concern me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and I don't, I used to be one of those people yeah. who's like, all you need is Jesus. You don't need a shrink. Like yeah. you got Holy Spirit. He's the great counselor. Why do you need a human counselor? Yeah. And that, that opinion has really changed for me over time. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is they don't have boundaries or more importantly, they don't respect boundaries, right? Emotional, physical, spiritual, 
boundaries, that is a that is a big red flag that we'll talk about in this season. Mm-hmm. But I would say the smaller the boundary, uh, the more important it actually is. Yep. Also, if they're aggressive or easily angered, that is definitely a red flag. And I would find out more information there. Um, there could be a lot under the surface. And proceed with caution. Proceed I think with caution. Anger is a, a very challenging one that mm-hmm. we'll talk about. So, babe, shall we talk about the two different kinds of people um, with red flags? Yeah. And fun facts. Yes. We have both of them here today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we sure do. (laughs) So I was the person that often ignored red flags. Okay. Uh, And I ignored them because I wanted to see the best in them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I almost had too much compassion for them too much compassion for what they've been through. I have a whole story about a friend that I can't even get into on this episode that there was loads of red flags, but the story of her life was so absolutely crazy that I just had so much compassion for kind of the crazy life and lifestyle she lived only to have that friendship be like the most traumatizing thing that's probably ever happened in my life. (laughs) It was crazy. That's another story. So Um, You know, for me, seeing the best in people also sometimes came from my own wounding and my own anxious attachment leaning because I so badly wanted someone to like me and choose me. And in that, I didn't have my worth really grounded. And because of that, I would look over red flags because why? I felt value from them choosing me. I wanted them to like me. So even if there were some red flags that they were showing me a lot of attention and really pursuing me, I was like, it's okay. I feel so good around them and they really like me. And so I was valuing the way a man made me feel over um, seeing the red flag. So I had the rose colored glasses, a hundred percent. And if this is you, or if this has been you in the past, because I, I feel like there's always jokes on the internet I see about people ignoring red flags. I really would encourage you to dive into why you're overlooking red flags, because while it is beautiful to see the best in a person, and I do think as Christians, we should lead with that. It is not wise to see the best in them without also being realistic about maybe where they are right now. Like it is not wise to just be like, oh, but they're so wonderful and God has got them and, you know, they've been through so much and man, God's grace is so good for their life. Like that sounds sweet and all, but if they're an addict, it's not going to be fun if you end up marrying them because, oh, but they've just been through so much, right? And so you want to dive into this. Um, You need to have wisdom, especially in the choice of marriage. And when two people before they get married say, oh, I don't really see their red flags. There's nothing wrong with them. I have like blaring alarms going off whenever I hear that. It's like nuclear. I'm like, (laughs) this person is not perfect. So either you're in deep infatuation or you really don't know them. Yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. Because that allure of the validation was so strong, that desire for it, Mm -hmm. that need for it was so strong. Did you knowingly go into situations where you knew it was not going to be okay or maybe dangerous or painful, but you just went anyway? I didn't really go into situations new, not very often, though I do think, as you're saying that, a few years ago, I dated someone where I actually journaled, could I date this person? And I remember journaling 
no, I could not because they have flirty friendships and because of this, that, and the other. And they started liking me and I thought they, I thought they were the bee's knees in some way. And because they were showing me that attention, I ended up dating them, even though I knew, and I had written down in my notebook, this is probably not going to be good for you. You know what it, you know what it reminds me of? It uh, it almost reminds me of the phenomena of smoking. Mm. You know, we were just in uh, Europe where it's like, you walk around and you're like, you guys know this is bad for you, right? but the buzz and the calming feeling or whatever that, you know, it provides for you, you, you're basically saying, I know this could be bad or painful, right? but yet it's still like, I'm still more drawn to the feeling or mm. the buzz or the validation that I am about this risk. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like addiction in a sense. I mean, it really is. Like, <laughs> like it's an addiction to to love and validation. It really is. And so I just think it's important. This is like just something to analyze in yourself if you have often missed red flags. Yeah. Honey, would you talk about the other side? Because I think that's so important too, that people often hold onto red flags too tightly. No, I, I prefer to just talk about the other one a lot more. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I'm definitely part of the other group where... I just held on to red flags way too tightly, mm-hmm. way too tightly. In, in in fact, man, I look back and I just want to like give myself a knuckle sandwich because I literally had this internal pride and bragging that I could tell if a girl could be my wife or not before I even took her out on a date right? or well. on the first date, you know, I could know whether or not this girl was someone I could marry or not. Mm-hmm. And I just look back and I'm like, I had such a sense of pride. Like I deserve, I held out for so long. Yeah. I deserve, and I'm really hunting and searching for a perfect wife. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually kind of common. Yeah. Like I think about that pastor and that red flag. He's basically saying red flag here. Nope. Run away. Red flag here. Nope. Run away. Like we're not even talking deal breakers. And I just think that kind of like propagates like you got to find the perfect husband. You got to wait and you got to find the perfect wife. Yeah. And if they have a red flag, they're gone. Like that's it. And that was kind of instilled into me. Like I had this very, very clear idea of a perfect wife, low maintenance, easy, wants a big family, you know, would be a perfect teammate, have almost no character flaws you know, be selfless, be, be supportive, hot. be, like, be oh. yeah, thoughtful, be athletic, be hot. And I didn't talk about that out loud, but it was internally my whole entire narrative. Yeah. And so that basically created this perfect standard gold bar wife that, you know, only really exists in movies. And I was going out and every girl who was not close to that, I would just write off, mm-hmm. write off, write off. And I, listen, I've said this before, I don't regret a ton of things in my life, but I, I look back with sadness over all the really amazing, high character, high quality, awesome Christian women that I had the privilege of being in community with. And I never took them out on a date because I had already written them off Mm. in my mind. That's so sad. It It is is sad. sad. It's sad to the degree of, uh, I just missed a chance to get to know them. Yeah. You know, because that also ties to my first date wasn't just a nice date with no, you know, low stakes. It was an interview to be my wife. 
And I took those interviews very seriously. And you were probably really critical. You probably were like internally critical of the other person. Oh, yeah. I think internally I was pretty harsh on their shortcomings. Yeah. And I just didn't give space, you know, for them to be human to that degree. And they could have loved Jesus. They could have been genuinely really godly, awesome girls. And I would just notice one or two things that I wasn't crazy about. And that perspective also elevates us to being people that are free of red flags. And like, I'm kind of perfect. So you must meet my level of perfection as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's so <laughs> ironic. It's it's not the godly way. Like it really is not. But I think a lot of us fall into it, especially if you've like waited for so long or like waited to have sex for so long or done all these things. Like there's just more and more built in pride sometimes I see yes. in Christian culture. And yeah, man. So we're going to talk about a lot of that in the season. I'll tell you one thing it does. Mm. It it creates a sense of entitlement. And when you go into dating and looking for a spouse with entitlement, you say, I deserve X, Y, Z. And the second that you don't live up to that, like I'm not happy with you and you owe me an apology, good behavior, all these things. Versus if I'm honored to be here and I'm honored to pursue you and I'm honored to date you and I'm honored to get engaged to you and honored that that's humility. Right. And you're entitled to nothing. Hmm. And you can also serve freely as well. Yeah. But I just think that's such a big difference, dating with entitlement or dating with humility. Yeah, that's good, babe. Well, speaking of people who hold on to red flags too tightly, I often see that this happens a lot on dating apps because you see photos and pictures and you can't really humanize the person on a dating app that much because you don't know them. And so we end up eliminating people Uh, far too early on dating apps because of small things that we see or think are red flags. And so I just think that this can be a little bit problematic. And I really want to share with you guys today about an awesome app that I actually think you'll find a lot of people on that have less red flags than maybe people on some of these (laughs) other dating apps. Well, yeah, as far as like, you know, a dating app is a venue. Yeah. And so going to Tinder is very different than going to one of our favorite dating apps, which is Salt. Yes. Right? Yeah. And what I love about Salt is you... It gives you an amazing snapshot of who somebody is because you have to fill at least two faith-specific questions out. And they're worded in such an engaging and helpful way that really like helps tee people up and generate great, awesome answers about their faith. One of the question prompts is, what I love most, most about my church is dot, dot, dot. And that kind of gives you a snapshot into what their faith looks like and how church is personal to them rather than them just putting down the denomination or a name of a church that they go to. Because yeah. you may put down the denomination of what your parents brought you to one time as a kid, right? But what I love most about my church says uh, they're going to church. They're currently actively going to church and they participate in community and what they love about it. So it gives you a snapshot into that. Um, salt also has salt badges, which can match you based on shared values. Like, 
some values we love are honesty, ambition, compassion. And so when someone else shares values similar to yours, they're highlighted so that you know that you're dealing with someone who values the same things as you do. This is not only a helpful guide, but also a great conversation starter. Like, tell me about your compassion for how God is using you to love others. Or I love that you said this on your profile. That's one of your values. Like that's one of my values too. Another thing I love about Salt is they offer free audio and video calling so that you can get to know someone better on the app without having to exchange numbers or switch platforms before you're comfortable. I hear a lot of people not wanting to get off the app quickly when they're on other apps because they don't want to give out their phone number. Well, Salt, you don't have to do that. You can literally stay on the app and do free video calling, which we highly recommend doing before you go on an in-person date with someone. You can even add voice notes to your profile so people can hear your voice and find out what you, what who you are, what you love, and what makes you like excited about life. This this gives you like a better picture into their personality or other people into your personality. All right, guys. So the best part is that we've negotiated with the Salt team to give our Heart of Dating listeners a special Heart of Dating code that can be used for three months of free Salt Premium, which is worth $90. All you have to do is search in the app or Play Store for Salt Christian Dating. And then once you set up an account, you can use the code HOD for three months of free premium. There's no catch. There's no need to subscribe or enter your card for any details. So there's literally nothing to lose. You just, once you download the app, you go to home, settings, account, activate now, and then you enter the HOD code. So if you want to do it, try finding the Salt Christian Dating app in the App Store or the Play Store, and then use that HOD code for three months of free premium. And we want to see what happens when you try it. Okay, babe, we love Salt. They're awesome. They really are. They're like an awesome, awesome team. Like, look, it's fun to partner with people we like. Yeah. And I would just say, I love who I ended up with, but I, I do wish I had Salt when I was single. Like that would have been, (laughs) as in, it would have been amazing to have a, a, like an actually good quality Christian dating app available. Totally. You know? Yeah. I feel that. All right. Shall we talk about a deal breaker? Can you tell me what a deal breaker is? This this is a big deal because we know what a red flag is. And if it's, you plant the flag, evaluate, ask questions, gather more data, a deal breaker is not that. Mm-hmm. A deal breaker is where I would uh, go up to that pastor in that sermon and be like, I think the word you're looking for right now is deal breaker. Yes, And exactly. they do exist. Yeah. And I think that's like Proverbs 27. You see trouble is ahead. You say, this is bad news bears. It's, <laughs> I'm not messing with this. Yes. Like I'm not touching this with a 10 foot pole. I'll love this person. I'll be kind to them but I'm not messing with this. Mm -hmm. So a deal breaker is a circumstance or a behavior that we know that we just cannot and do not want in a long-term relationship. And often these deal breakers should really be based on values a lot of times. Um, But it is really important to say that deal breakers are unique to each person. They really are. However, there's a good and general rule of thumb that is kind of what we want to bring you guys to today. We're going to kind of give you some of our three top deal breakers. Now, you might have a few more than these, uh, but we're going to challenge some of the ones you might have because I'm also going to bring those up. But here are some of our three top deal breakers. You want to tell them? 
Number one's my favorite and my the number one deal breaker by far and away. And I think it's good to be specific here. Mm-hmm. They are not in a committed, growing relationship with Christ. Right. Meaning if you have to guess or you have to wait a few months or they're, they never talk about it or bring it up like it's not important to it. That for me is just a deal breaker. Yeah. And the way you say that is like, hey, I'm looking for someone who is running at the same pace towards Christ Mm -hmm. and he is everything to them. If that's not you, that's okay. But that is what I'm looking for in a life partner. Yep, absolutely. Uh, The second top deal breaker, we only really have three top deal breakers. Yeah. Um, The second one is if they are abusive in any way, if they are abusive emotionally, if they are abusive obviously physically or verbally, um, this is a no-go and is a deal breaker. It should be a deal breaker <laughs> completely. And lying is also could also be a form of abuse. So it's just really important to know that. Like lying could be a form of abuse. Um, so pay attention to that. The last deal breaker is that we would say is definitely a deal breaker is if the person has any sort of active drug or active alcohol addiction, or you added like major habitual sin. Yeah. And by habitual sin, we mean like premeditated sin Mm -hmm. and premeditated is a pretty interesting word, but you think about like premeditated murder, like this was thought of, it was planned, it was executed. I think we all have like reactional sin in our life as human beings. That's just part of being human and having reactions and their spur of moment decisions. I look back and I'm like, I know that was wrong. Mm-hmm. I know that did not honor God yeah. or bring me closer to him. And, you know, I definitely regret that. Premeditated sin is I woke up this morning thinking about this, knowing I was going to do it, planned it and executed it. Yeah. So some other deal breakers that you may have would be that you want kids and the other person doesn't. I mean, that is kind of a very clear deal breaker, right? Yes, that it is. Yeah, it is. It is because I think we have this idea of love is love and you sacrifice in love. I think when it comes to a family, not being on the same page with kids is it's one thing to say, I want five, you want three. Okay, let's have three to That's five. That's different, yes. Right? Hey, I want five. You want zero. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. So the three we just gave you are kind of essential deal breakers that we would recommend for everybody listening. If you are a Christian, Um, we're going to give you a list of some. Hey, Teddy, what's up, bud? What are you doing? Oh, my goodness. What's up, bud? Okay. He's coming to close us out. If you can see us in YouTube, you see Teddy just join me on the couch. But here are some other deal breakers that might make your deal breaker list. And we think that these are pretty acceptable for sure. But then we're going to tell you a few that people use as deal breakers that I think should not be deal breakers. Okay. So here are some deal breakers that might be on your list. If you want kids and the other person doesn't. Okay. That makes sense. And I would understand why you're not going to be with that person. Um, Somebody who has narcissistic behavior. Well, that could lead into being an abusive person, which is on our top three deal breakers list. So that makes sense to me too. If your vision is not aligned, right? Let's say um, you want to be a missionary in Africa and they want to be a lawyer in San Francisco. If 
your vision is not aligned for your life, this could be a major deal breaker in your relationship. Oh my gosh, Teddy is trying to lick the mic. Teddy, <laughs> calm down, my buddy. Um, maybe laziness, babe. Didn't we like hear about laziness? That's a pretty big one yeah, that people why, have in their Why'd list. you look at me? When well, because I find that. that women, women actually put this on their deal breaker way more than men put it on their deal breaker list. Uh-huh. Statistically, that's true. But you also kind of looked at me. Well, because you you're a guy. Off, <laughs> off you're your a tongue. guy. Oh, what? Like, are you trying to say something? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. that's definitely a common one. I think it could go both ways, but we do see women more often listing that and with good reason, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, smoker is a common one. Yeah, if they smoke like, and you just hate the smell of, I mean, that would be on my deal breaker list. I could never be with a smoker. Ugh. Yeah, that'd be difficult. And then there's some more fun, controversial ones that you don't agree with. Right. Politics. Yeah, that's a great one. That one has become an ultimate deal breaker for people. And I think the only reason, personally, I think the only reason this should really be a deal breaker is if you work in politics and you are running for office, okay? Um, I, that is my, so that is it. Oh, 0.01% of the population. Yeah, literally. I But I, like, I just, that ties in this whole thing of Christian nationalism and blah, blah, blah. And I just think that we put that on a pedestal and um, I just don't think it needs to be a deal breaker. But yeah. I know people are going to come at me right now and be like, hey, Kate, but the Christian faith really represents being a Republican and the values of a Christian faith is faith is a Republican. If so, if somebody be- didn't believe, if they believed in abortion, I couldn't be with them. And I, I don't even want to get into all that right now. I just think that you could still be with somebody, even if they stood differently than you politically. I really believe that. Yeah. You're getting into identity politics. We'll do an episode on that on the main sodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple other sm- not small, but, you know, big ones. That Why don't you talk about the one that guys always eliminate girls Location. For? Yes. I see. We see this one as a huge one. Deal breaker location on the front end. Now, I totally understand if it's been three months, six months, and neither of you are willing to make it work. But on the front end, I just think that, listen, when it comes to finding a spouse of a lifetime... Writing someone off because of their location on the front end, I just don't agree. I mean, we would not, and our story is not for everyone. I totally right. understand. But listen, for me, career, staying at this office or this place, if it's ever possible, my, finding a life partner was more important than my career. Right. And where I was. Yeah. And my career was flexible enough to be, you know, moving. I just think people like, even if you find someone perfectly in your location or convenient to your location, you don't know what God's plans are for you guys in the rest of your life. So for example, like you may marry that person and you may have met them in your town or city. Awesome. What if God calls your partner one day to move across the country for a job? Well, then that whole thing didn't even matter to begin with. You have no guarantee that for the rest of your life, you are going to stay in that location forever. Yeah. And some people are very particular about where they live, staying in their hometown. I just, I don't know. I'm very pro move. I'm very pro like get yourself in a new city, build friendships around the country, like take advantage of the U.S. and the the amazing opportunity that you have yeah experience a different culture experience a different region but not everybody's like that Mm -hmm. that's okay 
another deal breaker. We covered a lot of these in our um, compatibility series two years ago, but a lot of people use height as a deal breaker. Yeah. Especially on dating apps. I I hate that one. I know. I can go off in a whole spiel. But hey, again, you know, I'm not a girl and I'm not 5'7". Like, I just, I don't believe in that one. So you guys, red flags versus deal breakers. There is a massive difference between them. And a red flag might become a deal breaker, but it is not a deal breaker. And actually, with curiosity, it could turn into an orange flag, could turn into a green flag. It could go either way. (laughs) Yeah, it It, could go go either either way. way. So if you guys want more information on this, we actually created a free guide for you on red flags. And we have some exercises for you guys to figure out what your deal breakers are versus what are some red flags that you might want to keep a lookout for. So if you want that free resource, you can go to heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash red flags. That is a free download on how to figure out your red flags versus your deal breakers. And I think it's going to be really helpful for you throughout this entire season. Okay, babe, the last part of this episode, we're doing this new. This is fun. Um, We're just doing fun segments, you guys, at the end of every episode. So shall we do our little fun segment? Yeah. So I have a question for you. What? And it goes to deal breaker, red flag. I'm very curious. Uh Uh-huh. So, and this is statistically correct. Mm -hmm. It is very common and likely that a man that you're dating and you're interested in reuses their underwear. Why? Is we'll we'll talk about why. I mean, I know that you do this. I just discovered it. And I just do not know why this is a thing. Well, we can talk about why. That's this, important. Cuz if I knew this in advance, babe, I don't know. Well, okay, so I so that's my, is it a deal breaker or is it a red flag that a guy <laughs> reuses underwear? I think it's a red flag for sure based okay. on hygiene. So at what point does it become a deal breaker? I mean, if you smelled so bad that I physically could <laughs> not be around you, that would be a deal breaker for me. I mean, I, I'm very sensitive to yeah, smell. That's understood. Like if I'm if I was dating a girl and she reused her underwear and I it, it was a musk or a stench. <laughs> I can't believe you're send, saying that right now. Okay. Like, look, no, this is in your defense. That would and I have a very normal guy standard of hygiene. Like that yeah, would probably concern me. You actually can't smell that well. So for right, you. Exactly. That would be JJ a ever big t- deal. If he ever tells me I smell bad, I'm like I really smell yeah, bad. Yeah, you must smell like a garbage a, can. Yeah. <laughs> because he smells me. But okay, so uh cuz I'll tell you. That is so disgusting. In Europe, babe, I saw you reusing underwear more than once. This is the first time in our relationship and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> okay. Well, well, first of all, I'm on the road, okay? But and you had clean all, underwear. No, I didn't. I was washing your underwear. I don't think I did. And more you importantly, did. listen, if it if it doesn't, what's the problem? If it doesn't <laughs> smell, there's not that musk. I don't see the issue with it, especially if it's only okay, two or three days. I'm sorry, but it gets sweaty. And everybody throughout the day gets sweaty to some degree. I'm not going to go into 
like, you know, <laughs> graphics here, but you, there's definitely sweat. And every time you go to the bathroom and then put your pants, your underwear back on, there's a little pee that gets on there. A hundred percent. Not always. Not always. Okay. I <laughs> sometimes, completely yes, disagree. But sometimes not. And I just like, listen, it's not, That's especially so if you're gross. dating, it's not like you're messing around with the underwear anyway. Right. This is why I did not know this okay, information. But more importantly, I think, listen, guys, there's a two or three day grace rule. If they're really not I, that mm-hmm. dirty or if they don't smell, then it's not a big deal. I do the same thing <laughs> with my t-shirts or shorts. You if also I wore do something, it with socks. Yeah, I definitely do with socks. That's no, so gross, no one's dude. smelling my socks. Oh, and if my. they're not sweaty and gross, I can definitely get another day <laughs> or two out of them. And that one, that one makes a ton of sense because doing laundry with socks, there's like a 30% chance I might <laughs> lose that sock. And so the more, so, the the more I can avoid doing laundry with socks. Yeah. I'm going to take oh. that every day. I, I'm actually kind of gagging. Like there's a <laughs> gag at the back of my throat. Listen, for me, reusing clothes, I think it's efficient. It's good for the environment. And I think it's a great thing. Just to buy degree. more underwear. But here's the thing. I will say <laughs> there is a wall. Okay, there is a very, very (laughs) clear line where if that guy goes over the two and this is not a guy thing. There's girls who do this, too. Okay, but if a guy goes over that. I want to say three day mark, I think there's a three day (laughs) and nothing happens. Now, three days is a lot. You're a soldier if you're doing that. Like my hat's off to you, bro. Two days. Totally understand. I think you're in the, the, the green zone. Three days, you're, I wouldn't like proceed with caution, but you got this. I trust you. And I'd say four days. Listen, in college, I knew guys. <laughs> I knew guys who would go like 10 days uh, with one pair. You know what? Uh, <laughs> do you know what oh they did? <laughs> you know what they did at the I, five day mark? No, 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 no. <laughs> they turned them inside out. <laughs> no. No, why? Why, God, why? No, this is so bad. That was... I could not marry that person. That Well, I mean, listen, they're in college, okay? But I know. And I know it's not... Some habits die hard. I'm not defending them, but that was... That was peak college lazy kid behavior. Like you did your sheets once a semester. I am gagging. We got to do all of our laundry tonight. Okay. I know. We love you guys. I would love to know at what point is this a deal breaker or red flag? And if it's a red flag, is there a day mark? Yeah. Three. For me, it's three days. That's a deal breaker. For me, it's you change it every single day. Thank you. Fresh undies every day. Hey, Period. Dot. End of all sentence. I'm saying is Christ warm for three days. He was fine. He modeled out. You can wear the same stuff for three days and still be okay. And oh I follow God, Christ. I can't believe you're saying He's my, that. I follow him. Oh, I can't. That is my way of life. Wow. Well, let's also take that standard and all stop brushing our teeth and just have grimy teeth for the rest I, of our life. I guarantee the disciples in Christ, they, they wore the same <laughs> for multiple days. And okay. This is my rule of life. I think um, we are going to end Season one or season 11, episode one of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am sweating right now. I feel disgusted. I need to process this. 
yeah, I need you ladies to message me. Is this a deal breaker? I really need to know. Wow. Um, <laughs> All right, guys, all season long, we're going to have so many different red flags. Um, If you join our Patreon community, we are taking episode suggestions from you guys. And you can join for as low as $5 a month if you go to patreon.com forward slash heart of dating. We love y'all. We love you guys. Love you saying hello to the YouTube folk right now. <laughs> the and dogs have been really involved today. They're on the like, show. Hey, they're like, hey, we love this. Look at Lovey's looking at the camera. Look, Lovey, what's that? I actually think if you ask them, they would prefer a nice three, four day, you know, really, really fermented pair of okay, underwear. All right, all right, all right, all right. Anyway, see you guys next Bye, week. Guys. Bye, guys. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin. Shout out to our epic audio and video editor, Scott Caro. We have an amazing Heart of Dating team who helps bring the show to you each week. I want to shout out Kelsey Napier, our Heart of Dating digital marketing coordinator, and Elena Gibson, our brand and community manager. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we will see you next week.